and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening now there welcome in uh, to a new day to a new week of the uh, start in a lineup here on a 98.9 the uh, game Travis Sparks Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour or so here on ESPN radio coming up we are going to continue with our previewing of high school football as it starts this Friday as it is already week one upon us here so uh, we're going to continue ramping up our football coverage here and we got another conference to uh, preview and it is the little Illini's turn today as we uh, take a look at that conference as a whole and we look back at what happened last year and we look forward to what is going down uh, this year and a lot of changes there happening not really with the teams in that sense of new newer teams getting added like some of the other conferences are but a lot of uh, coaching changes in that conference that we'll take a look at coming up as well and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, this past weekend and get you set for uh, the uh, schedule for uh, today as we uh, know already some changes are happening due to the extreme temperatures that are uh, going down today and a lot of things are going to be uh, changing in the week as we go along as it's not going to get any uh, cooler it's only going to get hotter uh, later in uh, the uh, week. So uh, wrenches being thrown in the schedule for other sports as well as football uh, as well. Going to have to be uh, tweaking some practices as the teams uh, prep for a week one opponents. And speaking of football opponents, we got some coaches to hear from uh, today. We got uh, two that we're going to hear from here today as uh, coming up in the uh, podcast. We got uh, Charleston uh, Coach Halsey as he's back there at the helm for the Trojans as uh, we'll hear from him and we'll hear from uh, Shelbyville and the uh, Shelbyville Rams coach Duckett joins us again this year on the program and uh, we'll take a look at how well their season was a year ago and take a look at what is shaping up for another exciting season there in uh, Shelbyville for coach Duckett that we'll hear from coming up in the uh, podcast and whatever we don't get to here in the Trestle show we get to in uh, the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion of course find that 
Podcast, wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com as well. Click on our podcast tab there. Of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Teutopolis State Bank. So uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. So... All right, let's go and let's get it started here on this August 21st. First week of high school football is about to get underway. So let's go ahead and let's start the show with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in the uh, baseball world here uh, today. As uh, this past weekend, uh, the uh, Cardinals were in action against the uh, Mets and the uh, Cubs were in action against the uh, Royals. And uh, Cubs lost on a Friday night, mm-hmm. but that was okay. You won the weekend as you took care of business of uh, against a team that you should have taken care, taken care of business of as you took the weekend games and yesterday. Uh, the Cubs won a four to three over Kansas City to take two out of three against the Royals. Yeah, and I uh, I'll say this, Travis. I've been a little harsh this season on Kyle Hendricks. Thought he pitched well yesterday. Six and a third, five hits, one run, one walk, five, three Ks. Again, he's not over dominating. He's not gonna you know strike out eight to you know thirteen batters. Mm-hmm. He's gonna strike out about three and let his defense do what it needs to do behind him. And uh, they did yesterday, and uh, the Cubs pitching staff was good. The only, you know, kind of moment was was Alzlai. They are coming in for the close. He gave up two runs there in the ninth inning uh, on, on back-to-back singles. So hmm. um, that's uh, a little concerning if your guy who's supposed to be your, your closer is giving up two runs and two hits in an inning. But yeah. – but I will I will take it. Amaya with his fourth home run and Suzuki with his twelfth. And they're silencing all the Cub fans who say that he's not worth the paper we signed for his contract. So Yeah, but uh, you picked up the win uh, there, and you also picked it up on uh, Saturday as mm-hmm. well. Cody Bellinger going uh, deep twice there at Wrigley and uh, Justin Steele. Uh, six strong innings uh, there, six hit ball, only a couple of runs let up, and uh, the offense was working on Saturday, at least for Cody Bellinger. Oh, yeah, Cody Bellinger, the man. Uh, also, Travis wanted to point out, I myself was a little worried entering this series, not that we were going to lose but that Nelson Velasquez was going to come out and really put it to us um, after we traded him to the Royals. And instead he comes out and goes a one for six. Hmm. So uh, over the two games that he played on Friday and Sunday. So glad that didn't happen. But it uh, didn't happen. Again, sign Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I'll I'll just keep that petition going. Bring bring him back for for another year. Or two. Uh, Or three. Or three. Maybe three is a little too much, but yeah. Jordan Lyles, Travis, my favorite pitcher, is now three and fourteen on the season. After yesterday, he pitched eight complete innings, mm. gave up four runs, five hits, two Ks, one walk. Not awful. Only ninety-two pitches no. to get through eight innings compared to Kyle Hendricks, who had ninety pitches to get through six and a third. Um, yeah, but yeah, now three and fourteen on the season. Ah, well, it's a rough start for him, but. Um, at least he has three wins 
on the that's air right. now. So he's improving. That's, that's good. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, improving, uh, the uh, Cubs now are only a three ba- three games back in uh, the uh, Central, but they are in a position in the wild card right now as they hold the last wild card spot there. One game up on all of the teams of the Reds, Marlins, and the Diamondbacks uh, there. So Cubs, if the season ended today, it would be the last wild card. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you mentioned the central. Don't go after the central. Stick to the wild card. Don't be looking at the central. If we get there, we get there. The important thing is that wild card spot. You're only a half a game behind the Giants to get that second wild card spot. You're only two and a half behind the Phillies. Um, so I just think the Cubs need to keep keep winning. Yes, they got some help this weekend with the uh, Reds and Marlins both falling. But uh, this Cubs team, you know, six and four in the last ten, playing some decent ball. Uh, the only one that I'm really concerned about recently, Travis, that's following us are the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks 7-3 and three in their last 10, playing some good ball as well. Right, uh, and they took this series over the weekend against the uh, Padres, and that's uh, good uh, for right, Arizona. Right, the Padres off. They're done now. I can, I can say it. Yeah, six, six games back. back into the wild card. Yeah. So. Plus 57 run differential, and you're six games back. That's right. pitiful. Yeah, it's a, a tough series to uh, drop there uh, mm-hmm. for uh, San Diego. But uh, coming up this week for the uh, Cubs, it's a road trip. Uh, first, you're in Detroit, and then you got four uh, with the uh, Pirates before you start next week with Milwaukee and Cincinnati. But uh, that big series with uh, Milwaukee yep. uh, there next week. So at least you got the Tigers and the uh, Pirates this week. So. Uh, that's what the uh, Cubbies did this weekend, and the uh, Cardinals, well, it started on Thursday with the Mets, and it just uh, continued on as uh, we've won yesterday 7-3. to three. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt went uh, deep there into a big Mac land, but that was the only game in the series with the uh, Mets that we could win uh, there, so... Uh, one good thing that we talked about, uh, the hype, uh, about Mason Wynn, uh, he did pick up his, uh, first hit on uh, Friday yep. night. And of course the whole situation with, uh, Pete Alonzo, you see that? I did. <laughs> he apologized. He, he gave did. him, gave him some, some, uh, was it wine or champagne? I didn't see that. Oh yeah. Pete Alonzo, uh, gave him a signed bat and then, um, I, I want to say he gave him some some very, very nice uh, beverage, we'll yeah. say. Well, at least uh, he did get the ball back from from the fan, and they uh, traded it for some autographs there. I think it was like an autograph bat or a uh, ball or something. Uh, but uh, Pete Alonzo, of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, when got his first hit, he beat out a – he did what exactly he showed off his speed – there and uh, Alonzo had it and the umpire said that they were going to switch out balls and so uh, Alonzo just chucked it not even in the first couple rows I mean it was way back there and uh, then uh, later the Cardinals dugout was making us think about it and he didn't realize he said Mm -hmm. that uh, he didn't realize that was his first hit so uh, yeah he did later say he felt horrible about it but uh, I just don't believe anything that P. Alonzo says. See I I tend to believe him just because of the fact of you're not keeping track of everybody in major league baseball who's making their debuts like i I know we consider him a top prospect but we are cardinal area we know that 
they said it on the PA as well in his first at bat. So well, but if you're just focused on playing, especially the way the Mets have been playing, you probably aren't listening to anything else other than trying to focus and get a win because you need that. Uh, he said, uh, "Win a bottle of Don Julio 1942 tequila Ooh. and an autographed bat." Hmm. Okay. He said he felt compelled to make the gesture. It was quote. Just as a, hey, hope you have a great career. Sorry about last night. My mistake. Wish you well. Mm. Well, at least uh, that was good. People make mistakes, Travis. I guess so, but uh, if you're Pete Alonzo, not sure that I like you all that much. So, for doing that. For making a mistake? Eh, It's more than one mistake he's made over the course of his career. That, uh, That wasn't a mistake. That had to be on purpose. It was a bad brain fart. He stubby, said it. Uh, stubby Claps still lives deep in his head, uh, I think. So, uh, hey, the Mets get the uh, last laugh. They took three of four, uh, including uh, the offense, 13 to two on uh, Saturday. Yeah, maybe if not the Cardinal good. fans were more upset about that as opposed to him not getting his ball, maybe the team would play better. Maybe they did chant that we want it back. Like I said, they did eventually. Uh, get it back, but uh, the uh, cards not so uh, good this weekend against the uh, Metropolitans. But uh, we do start the uh, week on the road as well, just like the Cubs. And uh, just like the Cubs later on this week, they'll be playing the Pirates. The cards have got them for three uh, here to begin the week, and then we uh, are in a weekend series with the uh, Phillies. Uh, coming up, and uh, tonight you got a five ten start time for the pregame show here on 98.9. Last thing I'm going to say about it, Travis, and that is that Mason Wynn told reporters that it was quite a funny situation. Yeah, he thought it was funny. If the guy who's going to be upset about it isn't upset about it, then no one else should be. Yeah. It's not your first career hit. No. So if the guy who's hit it was isn't being upset and butthurt about it, neither should anybody else. Yeah. Cardinal fans are just looking for something to complain about because your team stinks. Exactly. Find something else to pick on. Maybe your general manager. Maybe your manager. Uh, I think we've been trying, or at least I have been trying to do that for at least a month and a half now. At least. Yeah. That's being generous. Maybe your MVP from last year. Yeah. I mean, hey, everything's been well documented uh, on the show. I know, but I'm going to keep documenting it. So. Anytime little things like this that Cardinal fans are going to get upset about, I'm going to keep bringing it up. So Just another thing in this season. just Because you let uh, it be. You I let it so. be another thing. I guess so. And, I mean, it happened on Friday. So Travis, who's starting for you tonight, by the way? Uh, let's see here. That's the Cubs schedule. Uh, I don't Rom. know. Drew Rom. Drew Rom, relief pitcher. Hmm. So, bullpen game, I guess, thing for the Cardinals tonight? I don't know. I think they just picked this guy up. He has no stats available. So. Yeah, we got him from the uh, Orioles. His status is the minors, by the way. So, I guess he's starting tonight for you. Good, good, Good luck with that. Luckily, it's just the Pirates. It is just the Pirates. That's true. So. But does this push back, because we were talking about it on last week's show, does this push back Adam Wainwright's schedule? Because this guy I know wasn't on the schedule. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, ESPN has uh, Wainwright scheduled in as the probable pitcher for tomorrow. Okay. So we said that was probably you know going to be his better chance. Mm-hmm. Right. So. But yeah. By the way, just to show how I mean I know it's a Monday, Travis, but just to show how bad things are. Well, even the weekend series, you can get tickets to next weekend's Cardinal Pittsburgh series for as low as seven dollars. Hmm. Nice. San Diego's as low as two. Uh, yeah, he was a part of the uh, Jack Flaherty deal from uh, Baltimore, yeah. and uh, Libertor was supposed to get the start for tonight, but uh, Ollie said that they're pushing Libertor back to Wednesday due mm. to a sore back. Mm. So, fourth-round pick for Baltimore in the 2018 draft. Well, i have to see how it turns out. As a lefty. So. 84% capacity yesterday, Travis, for cardinals met so at least the crowd's still showing up a little bit mm, a little bit Thirty-seven thousand is not not as great as you'd like no nah, not as great but yeah eh, you get what you get when yeah. uh you have this kind of performance i've been saying for years so. you want to make a difference don't show up yeah absolutely i agree so uh, that's what the uh, Cubs and uh, Cardinals did uh, this uh, weekend. And uh, Milwaukee, they got done uh, sweeping the uh, Rangers. So uh, Milwaukee's 7-3 and three in their last 10. So uh, that was good there. And a team that's uh, come out of nowhere is uh, Seattle. as uh, They got a, a sweep this weekend over Houston. And... Uh, they are all of a sudden only three games mm-hmm. back of the West, and they're actually put themselves in position with this eight-game winning streak or their six-game win streak that they're on. They're actually s- slotted in at the third wild card slot uh, right now uh, over Toronto. So uh, Seattle looked dead in the water. Yes, they are. But Word. they're here. Yeah. As uh, the Astros and Rangers have kind of been stumbling uh, in the – Last 10 games uh, or so, but uh, Seattle continues to be uh, strong from that perspective. So mm-hmm. Seattle ain't going anywhere uh, there. And then uh, last night on uh, Sunday Night Baseball, the Nationals got the win in the Little League Classic 4-3 to three with some uh, nice-looking bats, at least from the Phillies with uh, Bryce Harper. I saw that he had one kind of looking like the Philly Fanatic. Yeah, I like that. Another one had one that looked like a pencil. For the little league game in front of the, in front of the little leaguers. Yeah. And I saw the Phillies were having a good time on a Saturday cheering on a team from Pennsylvania, there. So, can I, you imagine being a little leaguer in that game and you have like Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber cheering against you? Is is this not one of the best things Major League Baseball yeah. has done? And why did it take so long for this to happen? I, I mean, don't this know. is just a natural thing that you would have put this together. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the successful. funnest things. And remember, the the they used to the whole weekend. All of the teams would have like the kid names on the back, like every team, not just the teams that were yeah, there, right. you know. But they didn't do that this year. But no. I thought that was fun too when they, you know, everyone had their nicknames yeah. on their jerseys and stuff like sure. that. It was just it was a fun weekend. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, so uh, another successful one. And they even had a kids cast. They always have an alternate broadcast on ESPN two with uh, a Rod and Michael K, but this time it was a kids cast uh, that was pretty entertaining uh, last night as well. So, uh, but the Nationals won the game 
four to three. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, move on uh, from uh, Major League Baseball and uh, let's take a look at uh, some other baseball that happened uh, this weekend and get you set for the uh, schedule for today in the world of local sports. That's right, we're getting a full swing of things, a full volleyball slate uh, tonight and everything getting underway and some things are getting uh, postponed and uh, canceled due to the high temps uh, later on today as well. So we'll tell you all about that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operate radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Zone, Restrictions apply. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. And uh, this big crowd on their feet, 47,000 plus. And the 1-1 pitch, swinging a pop-up. There it is. It goes into shallow left. Out goes the uh, shortstop, makes the catch. Cardinals are a Central Division champion. They win 9-0, and they celebrate onto the field. Tell you, a lot of people, John, didn't think that the Cardinals uh, could do this, and they have done it. They have no playoff game tomorrow, no possible wild card. The Central Division title belongs to the Cardinals in 2019.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some more uh, baseball action, but let's take a look at uh, some local sports action in high school baseball, that is. It was uh, on a Saturday, St. Anthony and uh, Christ Our Rock Lutheran. Uh, they played two, and it was a high-scoring affair in one of the games as St. A got the win over Christ Our Rock 8-7, to and this took all nine innings to uh, do so as uh, St. Anthony scores one there on the top of the ninth to uh, pull out the win. Uh, Link, he gets the uh, win on the mound. He goes four innings in relief, giving up a couple of runs, five hits, and two uh, strikeouts there. And in the other game, uh, St. Anthony picked up a uh, shutout in a regular seven-inning affair as it was six to nothing was the uh, final score there. Uh, Fearday gets the uh, win on the mound. He only goes two and two-thirds innings, giving up uh, no runs on two hits and a strikeout four batters as well. And Adams leads the way offensively, going two for four at the dish with two RBIs for the uh, Bulldogs in uh, that win, or two wins against Chrysler Rock on Saturday. Uh, Dietrich, they got the win over uh, Brownstown St. Elmo on Saturday, 7-4, to as uh, this was a high-scoring affair there. And uh, Dietrich scored seven runs off eight hits, and uh, Funneman got the win on the mound for the Maroons. He went four and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs, four hits, nine strikeouts, and five walks there. And he also had a home run as well and three RBIs. For uh, Funiman and Wessendorf also drove in the other run for uh, Dietrich uh, Schwab and uh, Powell had RBIs for uh, Brownstown uh, there. Uh, in uh, tennis action at the uh, Champagne and Centennial Invite uh, for uh, St. Anthony, uh, they were uh, one for two in uh, some places in some matches. Uh, Liv Haney, uh, she was. Uh, two and two on the uh, day, and she finished in fourth place uh, overall there on the single side. On the double side, uh, Mia, Maya Kinkler and Ellie Link won two matches and lost two matches as well, and they ended up finishing in fourth place uh, there for uh, doubles. We also had uh, some junior high softball. On a Saturday, FEM, they got the uh, doubleheader win against Cumberland, 12-0 and 14-4. Uh, Crestwood, they beat St. Anthony 12-0. Totopolis, they defeated Taylorville 17-1. And uh, Salem uh, defeated Totopolis 14-8 uh, there. In a junior high baseball, we had CHBC over uh, Smallville 7-4. And Atzma Lutheran got the win over CHBC 7-2-4. Uh, there. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports action uh, that's going to be uh, taking place today. A full uh, slate of uh, games in the uh, volleyball world. In uh, the NTC, we got Okaw Valley. They're at Brownstown St. Elmo. In the Apollo, Salem's hosting FEM. And Taylorville is at Rochester, Little Illini. Topless, they're at Casey, Fairfield. They're hosting Olney. Paris at Heritage. Lincoln Prairie Conference. You got Tri County at Oblong. Argenta at Monticello, Tuscola at Saragordo, and Blue Ridge host Iroquois West. And uh, the uh, Central Illinois, Tri-City at Central A&M, Macon Meridian at Sullivan, and Warrensburg Latham is hosting the Cater LSA all in volleyball today. In high school baseball, right now we have Totopolis at Windsor, Stu Straws. 
in uh, boys uh, golf. We got uh, St. Anthony, FEM, Windsor Two Straws, Charleston, Mattoona. They're all at the up in Savoy at the U of I course for the uh, John Mack Invitational. I also got Carlinville, Lincolnwood at Auburn, Litchfield at East Aldenwood River. In uh, girls golf, uh, we got Mattoon, Mount Zion at Taylorville, uh, Clins at the Lincoln Scramble, uh, Payne at Greenville, Staunton, Gillespie. Uh, they're all at Hillsboro. And we do already have one a cancellation on uh, the day as it was supposed to be a meet uh, with Altamont, Topless, and uh, Sandoval. Uh, but that has been canceled due mm-hmm. to the uh, high temps uh, there. And uh, some of these uh, games uh, from all over the place are going to be uh, either canceled or moved back to a later date to when the temps are a little bit cooler. Uh, that's what's going to happen at the soccer match that Altamont's involved in. Uh, with uh, Greenville, uh, that's been uh, moved back uh, as of right now uh, there, and that's already been pushed back twice, and it's going to start at 7 o'clock now with a varsity-only contest there with Greenville and Altamont in uh, soccer uh, there. Uh, Some other co-ed meets uh, for golf right now in North Clay. There are Flora, Newton, Casey, Lawrenceville, Robinson. They're all at Olney. Uh, the Tuscola invites Shelbyville, Macon Meridian, Arcola, Arthur, and Tri-County. And the North Mac, Carlinville, they're at Raymond, Wood, Lincolnwood. And also a full slate of soccer matches today as well. Uh, Mount Zion hosting Argenta, Taylorville at Raymond, Lincolnwood, Macon Meridian at Olympia, Warrensburg, Latham at Monticello, Springfield Lutheran at North Mac, St. T at Pena, Carlinville hosting Metro East, and Wesleyan is at Hillsboro. Uh, we also got a uh, cross-country meet as well at EIU. Mattoon and Charleston currently slated for right now. In a tennis, Topolis at Charleston, Sagar Griffin at Mount Zion, Paris at Newton, Robinson at Vandalia, and Hillsborough hosting Father McGivney in tennis matches right now. And again, we'll keep everyone updated on if those get moved, modified, or canceled due to to this heat. Uh, Not just today, but of course the rest of the week. Right, yeah, for sure. And uh, we also got some uh, junior high stuff that's going to be moved back as well. Uh, Altamont Baseball uh, with ALIS. That game's going to start at 7 o'clock. And uh, softball uh, for Altamont against South Central Junior High. That's been moved back to a 7 o'clock start as well and FEM junior high baseball and a softball uh that game was supposed to be against Salem today but that has been uh canceled uh for uh today so uh not even going to happen mm-hmm. there with FEM and uh Salem uh there from that perspective so uh stay tuned to uh, the website there for uh, all the updates uh, there as we have them in the local sports realm on the website, fmradio.com, and click on our local sports tab over there. Yep. All right, uh, so uh, let's move on to uh, some more local stuff and more high school football. Our previews uh, continue, and uh, coming up next, we'll be taking uh, the Little Illini Conference on the way as we uh, preview uh, that on the starting lineup. The starting lineup. From 98.9 The Game Studios, we'll be right back. Summer is here, and it is important to be safe around the water. Don't take chances overestimating your swimming skills. Swim only in designated areas and never swim alone. No one can anticipate sudden storms or other hidden dangers. 
Keep an eye on children and remember it only takes a few seconds for a small child to wander away. Children have a natural curiosity and attraction to water. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department. Water sports and activities can be some of the most enjoyable times of the year. Please keep safety first and enjoy your summer. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Business owners, are you ready to take the next step to increase your revenue? Cromwell Media can help you broaden your revenue capabilities beyond your expectations, offering geofencing, retargeting, website design, video production, and social media management. Hi, this is Sheila Myers, General Manager at Cromwell Media in Effingham. Our five great radio stations will help you build your brand locally. Extended with digital, we can put your brand anywhere in the country. You've put so much into your business. Let Cromwell Media experts help because your success is our success. Do you know what to do when a car is pulled over on the side of the road? First, reduce your speed. Second, change lanes if possible. Third, proceed with caution. These three simple steps can be the difference between life and death. The next time you're on the road, do the right thing. Slow down, move over, and drive like your life and their life depends on it. Sponsored by the Illinois Broadcasters Association. Aired in cooperation with this station. Thanks to the AAA Auto Club for their financial support in the airing of this message. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Ray Maliotz are here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. But still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. And now, the starting lineup. And wouldn't I love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street, the pit. Swing and hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Terry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now, Kerry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them all. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. On 98.9 The Game. Hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Eric Fry Sports Center update brought to you by Worth Computer Repair. St. Louis City SC resumed MLS play with a punishing 6-3 win over Austin FC at City Park. St. Louis remains first place in the Western Conference. 14 wins, 2 draws, and 8 losses. With 44 points, they visit Orlando City 
on Saturday. The Bears gave up 17 points in the second half of their 24-17 preseason loss to the Colts in Indy on Saturday. Justin Fields didn't play in the game, but Tyson Begent shined, completing 9 of his 10 passes for 76 yards and a rushing touchdown. The Bears are 1-1 in preseason play. They close out exhibition play with a home game against the Bills on Saturday. Another team news, guard Tevin Jenkins is expected to miss at least six weeks with a leg injury. Chicago Fire FC returned to MLS action with a 3-1 loss against Orlando City at Soldier Field. The Fire are now ninth place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins, eight draws, and eight losses for 32 points. They visit LA Galaxy this Saturday. Chicago Sky are on a five-game losing streak following a 79-73 loss to the Connecticut Sun at Trust Arena. The Sky are in ninth place in the WNBA at 12-20. They host the Seattle Storm tomorrow. And Joe Mixon won't be talking to every media member because of what he deemed to be, quote, disrespectful behavior. Cincinnati Bengals running back declined to speak with reporters from Sports Illustrated, the Cincinnati Inquirer, Pro Football Network, and ESPN after Sunday's practice. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit there. And also, I have one more to add to that uh, Sports Center that yes. uh, Illinois officially named QB1. That wasn't no surprise. Luke Altmeyer yeah. is QB1 for the Illini this well, upcoming football season. There goes the drama's over, Travis. QB1. I don't think there was any other any doubt, but. <laughs> no, there wasn't. It's been official. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm officially, officially, officially posted. Official. Yes. yes. There you go. All right. Uh, so uh, let's take a look at the uh, little Illini conference here. And uh, like I mentioned, uh, a lot of changes here in the sense of uh, football coaches as uh, we had nine area coaches, coaching changes, and five of them came in this conference alone. So uh, a lot of... Uh, changes at the head coaching sidelines uh, there for this conference. Only three teams kept their coaches from last year, Travis. Yeah. Newton, Paris, and Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, speaking of, of... those had a winning record. Speaking of Mount Carmel, uh, they won the conference again last year. They won it back-to-back as uh, they had a great regular season, and they lost in the regular season finale to Mount Vernon. And then they won against Monticello in the first round, and that was like an 8-6 to six game. And something just fell off about the aces there in the playoffs. They ended up losing to uh, Tolono Unity, who ended up going to the semifinals mm-hmm. in uh, 3A. Uh, there for uh, Mount Carmel and uh, Blaine Sisson is returning under center as he has uh, committed to uh, Southern Illinois to play uh, football so he's a dog now yeah your alma mater yes I'll be cheering for him (laughs) and he's uh, the real deal he's electric on offense and he can also uh, pick passes off on defense and run him back for touchdowns as well Uh, I'll actually be seeing him in week two as Mount Carmel has Effingham on the That's schedule right. in week right. two. I'm looking forward to uh, that. And uh, he had over 1,400 rushing yards, uh, fifty over 1,500 passing yards last season, and in three years as, as a starting quarterback, uh, 78 total touchdowns uh, for Mr. Sisson there. Uh, so I can't wait for week two uh, to see him there. Weakest combined uh, opponent record from last year, Travis, in the entire conference goes to Mount Carmel. Uh, the opponents they're facing have a combined 36-51 and 51 record. Mm. Now, the team from Fort Branch, Indiana, very good. They went 10-1 and last year. That's week one for them. Um, yeah. Effingham and Robinson uh, are the next two. So, 
Yeah, I would say they'll be uh, opening up with uh, Indiana School. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming up on a Friday night. Uh, Alney, uh, they uh, had uh, one and a done in the uh, playoffs. Uh, there they got upset in the first round, and uh, they're one of the teams that have new head coaching as the music is over mm. there in Alney. That's my one kind of oh, fancy yeah. headline yes. uh, there. Uh, Alney native Luca Carmody uh, played and graduated mm-hmm. from Alney, and he's been on coaching staffs at Newton and the offensive coordinator for Flora as well, and he called it a dream job to be the head coach at Olney there. And let's give credit to this Olney team. Like you said, Travis made the playoffs. There was a lot of turmoil going around in that Olney school, um, you know, towards the end of the football season for them to keep it going to at least make the playoffs has to be commendable. And I like how their schedule sets up for the start of their season. As far as teams they're facing, I, I really like what this Olney team can do. They kind of have a soft start. We'll say. Right, yeah, so uh, expecting to get things out of the uh, Tigers. Uh, another team that has a new coach, and that's uh, Robinson. Uh, they finally found themselves last year back in the uh, postseason for the first time since 2014 under uh, Coach Pinnell, uh, and they seem to be uh, turning things around there as a, a program trying to establish a uh, winning culture uh, there for the Maroons. But uh, Coach Pinnell took another administrative uh, job. He's now the principal at Paris Crest. Wood Elementary School. So, a uh, person that was on his staff, Coach James Kent, is going to be uh, taking over the uh, program uh, now. And he's a, a 2014 a graduate of Mount Union. That's right, the Division Three powerhouse, Mount, U- mm-hmm. Mount Union. Uh, there, you know, they won 30 national titles in 35 years. Uh, Might have heard of him, yep. and including he won a national championship there in 2012 as well. He was an offensive lineman for Mount Union. Uh, there, and he was an assistant under Coach Pinnell, so he's uh, familiar with uh, the program. Yes, he is. And uh, like you said, this Robinson team took a step forward next year, uh, last year, I should say. See if it'll carry over to this year. And uh, they also, I'll be seeing them week one. You will. Because FEM matches up with the uh, Maroons In uh, to start off the uh, season. Old Apollo Conference matchup uh, there. And I think that's kind of the perfect scenario with uh, the roster turnover that FEM has. And Robinson has a ton of roster turnover as well, mm-hmm. including the quarterback, Wes Jackson. He graduated and he was starting there since he was a freshman. Right. So uh, new uh, quarterback under center this season uh, for Robinson. Uh, They do have Judson uh, Pinkston at receiver. He should be uh, back and he should be good uh, for the Maroons there. And uh, Blake Green was a second leading receiver as a sophomore last season. So uh, Robinson uh, looking to do things and I'll find out what they got in Mm -hmm. week one. Uh, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday night. Uh, we got Casey. They are our third head coach in uh, three uh, seasons uh, there for uh, the uh, Warriors. And uh, Jeff Fritchnick is going to be uh, the uh, Casey uh, coach there leading the uh, Warriors. Uh, they're trying to lead them back to uh, prominence uh, there. But three head coaches in the past three seasons for yeah. Casey. So. <laughs> Travis, I hate to say it, you know, because when you and me went to school, you know, Casey was a football powerhouse. But this is not the the Casey football dynasty is over, and and I think part of that is the little line is a lot tougher than it used to be, um, with some of the schools that have moved into it. Um, but I, I just also think that the like you said the turnover 
of head coaches and the the athletes just are not quite what they once were during Casey's heyday. Yeah, I'm not ready to officially announce the dynasty being over uh, or anything, but uh, they're trying to get back to the old glory uh, there, that's for sure. Uh, a team that's not with a new head coach, and he's been there for quite a while, that's Newton as uh, Coach Fulton. Uh, they're entering year number 17, so uh, I guess you'd say the uh, veteran coach mm-hmm. of the conference uh, now with so many uh, coaching changes uh, here. It was a tough season for the Eagles uh, last year. There were only three and six. Uh, four losses came to playoff teams, and it would have been another uh, team that made the playoffs uh, for Sullivan. They lost in week one right. uh, there to them, and Sullivan would have made it if they didn't have an injury uh, there. Uh, Newton, they are returning their quarterback, Max Meinhardt, uh, back under center for his senior season as well. They do have some people to replace on defense, but Amir Tarr is going to be one of those guys to uh, step up and uh, help the Eagles on that side of the football. Gus Bierman as well, and Wade Wickham as he's coming back as he got injured in week one uh, and then missed the rest of the season last year. And uh, Isaac Flowers as well should uh, help Newton uh, as well on both sides of the ball. Yeah, but Travis, no one in the little line I is facing as many playoff teams from last year as the Newton Eagles. They're facing five teams that made the playoffs last year. Mm, wow. Now, that's not including KZ at four and five could have could have made it in there just squeaking in. You got Shelbyville week one, Paxton Buckley Lodi week two, Mount Carmel week four, only week five, Robinson uh, week uh, seven. So they got the uh, the playoff teams kind of spread throughout their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next up here in the LIC is uh, Lawrenceville. They had some success in a stretch of 2012 to 2015, and uh, last year was three and six, so it was back to more of the same uh, for the program. And uh, they also have a new head coach there as uh, Travis Reeder stepped down, and uh, Corey uh, Jargons is uh, stepping in. He's a familiar name uh, there in the program. He's been uh, assistant coach in a number of different sports in the Lawrenceville district and also was an assistant in football uh, as well. So, uh, again, another uh, person on the staff taking mm-hmm. over the program now. Yeah, but, again, uh, a Lawrenceville team that I think uh, may be a rough year. Yeah. Uh, Paris, uh, last year they were 2-7, uh, tied for the first wec- or worst record under Coach Claude Felter uh, there when he took over in 20-16. Uh, so Paris will try to get back to their winning ways as well after a disappointing 2-7 uh, and seven season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is a team that every year you can kind of pencil them into the playoff just because of their size difference with everyone else in the little line. Mm-hmm. And uh, the team that finished in the last, last season was a Marshall and uh, well-documented here on the show. They're on a 26 game losing streak uh, dating back to uh, 2019 and uh, their last win. It came in that season on October 11th, 2019, a 52-20 win over Red Hill, and they dropped the remaining two games of that season and haven't won ever since for the Marshall Lions, and uh, they are also under a new head coach as well. Uh, They hired Steve Weber, and I really like this hire for uh, Marshall here. They're trying to resurrect their program because... Winning is fun, and losing sucks. And so uh, they're trying to build it kind of 
from the ground up, and uh, Coach Weber uh, has tried to establish in Indiana. That's where he has coached uh, previously and been pretty f- successful at that in the Indiana schools at Bedford, North Lawrence, uh, and also as Linton as well. Linton Stockton in Indiana from 2000 to 2012. Uh, he was 128 and 29 and won six sectional championships as well as four regional championships. You know, they do it differently there in Indiana with football, with sectionals and regionals and that sort of thing as well. Uh, but when he left there, his uh, 815 winning percentage was the second best among active Indiana coaches with at least 100 wins uh, there. So uh, they're trying to bring him in to uh, establish some culture and uh, trying to pick it up and resurrect that program uh, a little bit uh, there for Marshall. So uh, I really like this hire uh, there if they're trying to establish a winning culture. I agree with you 100%. And uh, the one thing about Marshall, Travis, the only way to go is up. That's right. And so – uh, we'll uh, see if they uh, turn things around uh, here. And uh, so uh, we're up against the, the uh, clock, and we need to uh, pick the little Illini, and that's exactly what we're going to do coming up next to uh, close out the show. Who's going to take the LIC? Is it going to be another Mount Carmel win, or somebody else going to take it? And who else could possibly make the playoffs as well here from the LIC after a lot of turnover here we'll have to see where they stack up coming up here as we uh, tell you who's going to win the LIC coming up the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios will be right back This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Join Fighting Illini football for a family reunion in Memorial Stadium on Saturday, September 2nd to open the 2023 season. Bring the whole family and enjoy the family fun in Grange Grove with bounce houses, face painting, live music, tailgating, and more. Get a family four-pack of tickets for only $49 as the Illini take on Toledo on Saturday, September 2nd. Get your tickets at FightingIllini.com. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now, shut up. 
I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Aurora. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. To the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. We're only here on a 98.9. We're just a little a bit longer, but we do have just enough time to uh, finish the uh, LIC out with our predictions for how we think this conference is going to uh, shake out here. So uh, you know the drill. You know how we do it. So uh, let's go from the uh, bottom up. Who we got here? I got Lawrenceville at eight. Lawrenceville at eight. Just the amount of turnover, I just, I, they can't seem to keep momentum going. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have uh, Paris at eight. I have Marshall at seven. Getting a win, Travis. I have them beating Lawrenceville. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also have uh, Marshall here in uh, seven, and they do uh, get the uh, win. And uh, why not? Let's have a new year, new day. Let's start off with a win against Trent Wesleyan. Let's end this 26-game losing streak there. And I also have them getting three wins as well. I only have them getting one. That Trent Wesleyan I think is going to be a close game, but I have them losing that one and beating Lawrenceville. Uh, Six, I have Newton. Three and six on the year. Hmm, another three and six season. Another three and six season. I just don't they like I said, Shelbyville's gonna be tough, Paxton, but Liloda, that's a that's a toss up. I have them losing that. Uh I do have them beating Casey. Um Mount Carmel and only I think could be losses. I think Paris could be a loss, Travis, depending on how Paris is playing at that point in time of the year. Uh Robinson, probably a loss. I, it just seems like a tough schedule for the Newton Eagles. Yeah, it definitely does, and it starts off with uh, Shelbyville in week one and uh, Paxton Bucky Lily load up. Uh, luckily, you get Shelbyville at home, yep. and maybe you can use that uh, home crowd to the advantage yep. in week one. But, uh, yeah, that PBL game should be uh, tough. But uh, at six here, I have a Casey, and uh, I have them going uh, three and six uh, this year. I have Casey at five going four and five on the year. Uh, I also have a team going uh, four and five here at number five, and I got uh, Robinson uh, there. I think they can get uh, four wins, and who knows, maybe they can get the game week one uh, against Effingham. Uh, but uh, I got them here at five. I have them at four, Travis, and I have them five and four making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it wouldn't shock me, though. I, you know, I, I see wins at week two against Taylorville. I think they can beat Marshall. I think they can beat Lawrenceville, and I think they can beat Newton. That right, there's three. I'll give them the toss-up win against Casey. I was say, yeah, they have a couple of toss-up games in there as well. At number four, I have uh, Lawrenceville. I'm a little bit more of a believer uh, than you, uh, but I only got them at four and five. At number three, I have Paris, Travis. Obviously, I'm much more of a believer in Paris than you are. Um, I have them at five and four. I have them making the postseason. Um, I just, again – 
the size of school they are and the turnout they have for for football, they should be in the top third of this of this class of this of this conference. Mm-hmm. So I think just on paper, I just have to automatically put them there again. Only at five and four, but I still haven't finished in third in the conference. Right? Uh, yeah, you know they open up uh, against uh, North for a million and Indiana school mm-hmm. uh, week one finished six and seven last year. So I think that's a, a winnable game. Yeah, and then uh, Charleston in week two, they're hosting the uh, Trojans. You'd have mm-hmm. to think that uh, Charleston would be a little bit improved. Yeah, I actually have uh, them losing season. that Charleston game, Travis. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised. But I haven't beaten Marshall, Lawrenceville, and Newton, and I haven't gotten the upset rivalry win against Robinson. Hmm, nice. Yeah, that's one of those toss-up games. Yep, yep. Uh, my number three is slot here. Again, I'm a much more believer than you are. Uh, I have a Newton coming in at third, and I have them a five and four uh, starting a new playoff streak. Uh, They're getting in the playoffs. Hey, I love that. You know me being a Newton guy, but I, I just don't see it this this year. Uh, just I just don't. Uh, at two, I have Alney Travis at eight and one. Their one loss being to uh, Mount Carmel, but I, I like this Alney team, and like I said, I like their schedule. Taylorville, Mattoon, Lawrenceville, Marshall, Newton to start. That's five wins right there. Like, yeah, when I was going through five it. Wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was going through it, I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of wins here. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Mount Carmel, I'll give them a loss there. I think they can beat Paris. I think they can beat Casey, and I'll, I'll give them a close game against Robinson, but I, I think they could beat Robinson, too, and end up 8-1 and one on the year. Yeah, so I have uh, um, them stumbling uh, one game, so uh, I have them at 7-2 and two mm-hmm. in a second place here. So. And I have Mount Carmel at one, Travis. Uh, I have them losing their first game of the season against that Fort Branch Indiana team, mm-hmm. but I have them winning out the rest. Um, yeah, I, I could I totally just, see that. I can, I can see that. Again, the question marks surrounding Effingham. Um, and again, Mount Carmel is a 2A school, but they're not a normal 2A school. They yeah, are exactly. a football powerhouse at 2A. Um, and so I think that's why they can, I mean, as, they, as they've shown, they can be everyone in their conference. They've yeah. done it already. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's just uh, so much talent there. Not only they're bringing back uh, Cincinnati quarterback, if you have him under center, you have a mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. on your schedule, no matter the size discrepancy uh, there with uh, Effingham. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be a tough game uh, against uh, Gibson Southern, uh, the Indiana school. But uh, I had them winning that one, uh, so I have them finishing at 9-0. and for the Golden Aces for the third straight year. They've just come into the LIC and taken it every year they've been here. Which I could clearly see, but Travis, I think what would help Mount Carmel in the long run is losing that first game. It could be, yeah. Because how many times have we seen them be undefeated going into the postseason and then round, round one or two get eliminated because they just hadn't been challenged yet. Right. This is a challenge. Week one, you kind of want to see where you're exposed, where you're at. Mm-hmm. and then go from there so right yeah so uh they got a lot of uh, talent there for the aces not just uh Sisson, so uh we'll see what happens there uh for mount carmel and one thing i want to point out with my my top four travis i have the top four making the postseason mount carmel only paris and robinson my top four mount carmel we talked about the institution even though they've only been in the lic for as little their football powerhouse the other ones are the three biggest schools that's I, I think that makes a difference in this conference, the size of the school because of the kids that can go out. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe just on paper, we'll have to obviously see how it goes on the field. But uh, on paper, I, I think the, the four biggest schools in the conference 
will be the four that that make the postseason. Yeah, uh, they definitely do do have an advantage in the LIC. But just pointing out, a couple of years ago, LIC sent six teams to the playoffs, so it's not out of the right. possibility you could get more. All right, yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out on the field coming up on a Friday night. And also we got two coaches coming up in the podcast. We got uh, Charleston and Shelbyville that we're going to talk to, and we're going to preview the Lincoln Prairie tomorrow. So stick around for that. And coming up next here is ESPN Radio in the afternoon. So enjoy and catch us in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back and welcome in to uh, the podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and we'll get to our area coaches here in just a second. And we're going to be joined today by Coach Halsey of the Charleston Trojans and Coach Bill Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams. And we'll visit with those two gentlemen as we get our previews of seasons coming up for week one of high school football. And also we'll tell you about some NASCAR as well and a NASCAR pick as well coming up to a recap as well uh but first we before i get to uh, either one of the uh, coaches let's get to uh, some of the stuff on sports center that we uh, didn't get to uh aaron Rodgers will be uh, making his gangrene a debut and this week uh, according to uh, the uh, New York Post, the star quarterback will start Saturday's preseason finale against the Giants. It was also marked the first time Rodgers had played in a preseason game since 2018. Uh, Coach Robert Sala indicated that the st- at the start of training camp that playing Rodgers against the Giants was a possibility. Uh, wide receiver Garrett Wilson and running backs Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are also expected to suit up for the Jets for the first time this year. Uh, left tackle Dwayne Brown remains on the physically unable to perform list. Will be reevaluated this week. Uh, let's see here. Isaiah Bolden is released from the hospital, and the Patriots canceled practice with the uh, Titans. Uh, uh, Patriots rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden has been released from the hospital. Bolden absorbed a hit from a teammate that led him to be immobilized, placed on a stretcher, and carted off the field in Saturday night's preseason game against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, the Pats released a statement that Bolden was traveling with the team but did not close the nature of his injury. According to ESPN, the 23-year-old sustained a concussion. New England has been scheduled to have two joint practices with Tennessee but canceled them due to circumstances surrounding the abrupt and unexpected ending to Saturday's game there. Um, see, let's... Scroll down here, Miles Jack is retiring. A recent Philadelphia Eagles edition is calling it a career. The NFL Network reports Miles Jack is retiring after signing with Philly earlier this month. The linebacker was considering retirement after being released by Pittsburgh this offseason. The 27-year-old was signed by Philadelphia on the same day as fellow linebacker Zach Cunningham, but also has slid down the depth chart 
as training camp and the preseason has progressed. Jack was originally selected by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the second round of the 2016 draft. He started 95 games with the Jaguars and Steelers and posted a 617 tackles over his seven-year career, but calling it a career there. And we also have a Team USA stuff to talk about. Anthony Edwards led Team USA to a 99-91 comeback win over Germany in the finale of the 2023 USA Basketball Showcase. Edwards paced the Americans with 34 points in a game that the USA trailed by as many as 16 points in the second half. Tyrese Halliburton scored 16. Austin Reeves contributed 16 and two steals. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., the reigning defensive player of the year, had six blocks in the game as well. Uh, the U.S. finished the showcase undefeated 5-0 and with wins over the Germans, Greece, Puerto Rico, Sylvania, and Spain. Edwards led Team USA with 19.2 points per game while shooting 51% from the field in the five exhibition games there. Max Scherzer flirting with the top 10 in an all-time strikeouts list. The Rangers starter struck out the Brewers' second baseman, Bryce Terang, on Sunday to move into 11th in the MLB career strikeout list. It was Scherzer's 3,343rd punchout, which passed Hall of Fame knuckleball Phil Necro. The three-time Cy Young Award winner was traded to the Rangers for the Mets this season, and now within striking distance of Greg Maddox for 10th all-time, Scherzer can tie the Atlanta Braves legend with 27 more Ks. Uh, Mike Maddox, Greg's brother, is the pitching coach for Texas. That's right, and uh, I know Eric would probably mention that. Say it was Atlanta Brave legend, also Greg Maddox, former Cub, uh, as well. Uh, Victor Hovland, man, he. Had a himself a final round, didn't he? Uh, he wins the 2023 BMW Championship. Hovland finished atop the leaderboard at Olympia Fields Country Club to win the BMW. Uh, 25-year-old set a course record 61 in the final round to finish the tournament 17 under. And that's kind of what me and Eric shot on Saturday as well, 61, right? And maybe on the front nine or whatnot, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, he also won the Memorial Tournament earlier this season in a playoff, and Matt Fitzpatrick and Sky Scheffler finished tied for a second at 15-under. Uh, Rory was fourth at 12-under par. Uh, Brian Harmon and Max Homa finished tied for fifth at 11-under as well. Uh, the World Cup for the women is over as Spain. They are World Cup champions. Uh, the Spanish national team shut down England 1-0 Sunday morning in Sydney to capture their first women's world title and first for the country since 2010. It's the second top three finish in the tournament for England. The game's only goal came in the first half, and uh, it was from the same person that scored uh, the uh, game winner against Sweden as well. The win wraps up the month-long tournament down under. An intense bidding war for the 2027 Women's World Cup is expected before the next host is announced in the next year of May 2024. And finally, NASCAR. Uh, we have William Byron winning his fifth straight race this season or winning his fifth race this season at the uh, Let's go bowling at Watkins Glen. Uh, he's celebrating his NASCAR leading fifth cup series win uh, at Watkins Glen. The uh, driver of the number 24 car cruised to victory lane 
in the goal, bowling at the Glen race in New York. Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, A.J. Allmendinger, and Ty Gibbs rounding out the top five finishers. Byron also clinched a playoff berth, of course, which means Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick are now locked in the uh, playoff spots. And that leaves only one race remaining before the playoffs. And it also leaves one more spot remaining in the playoffs as well when we finish up the uh, regular season for NASCAR with a Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona next weekend. And we'll get into that and we'll also recap NASCAR as well, NASCAR Pick'em, I guess I should say, uh, there. So, uh, But first, before we get to a recapping NASCAR any further or NASCAR Pick'em any further, let's get to our high school coaches here and we'll th- turn things over. Uh, first here, let's turn things over to uh, Coach Halsey from the uh, Charleston Trojans, taking back over, new head coach there, but he's also the old coach, as well as uh, Charleston had a success under his tenure before uh, that, but he's now back patrolling the sidelines with uh, the Trojans, and uh, Eric caught up with him, and uh, so uh, let's turn things over to uh, Charleston right now. Eric Fry, happy to be joined here on the starting lineup by Coach Halsey of the Charleston Trojans. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be back. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And you, you mentioned being back, of course, famous coach of uh, Charleston there from 2000 to 2014. Uh, first of all, Coach, what drew you back to this Charleston program? Oh, to be honest with you, uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of seeing it in their eyes every day in class and, and frustration and and kind of feeling uh, defeated. Uh, it just uh, uh, I needed to kind of put my ego and my pride aside with uh, things that happened in the past and uh, step up and uh, do everything I could to help these kids. And it's been a while since Charleston was in the playoffs. So that 2012 season, last time finished 9-2 and two on the year. That was the last time Charleston finished with a winning record was that 9-2 and two season. And, uh, you, you know, minus the COVID year uh, when they finished 4-2. and two. So, Coach, where does it kind of start here for this Charleston team? I know they've been kind of making some uproads recently. Uh, how do you hope to carry some of that momentum forward? Well, certainly we want to take it one week at a time, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't win. The winning cures a lot of things. Uh, uh, winning uh, results and having fun. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, these kids have worked tremendously hard. They've been pushed harder than they have been in, in quite a long time, uh, from the weight room to our summer contact days uh, to this point in the season. So uh, we're pushing it as hard as we can to achieve our goals, and the goals are going to be the same every year, and that is to be in contention for the Apollo Conference Championship and to get ourselves in the playoffs. And, and that should be the goal, not just for, for Charleston, but you, but you think for, for every team. But let's, uh, you know, we, I've talked in the past with some of the coaches at Charleston. They were talking about how, you know, numbers of pe- kids going out for football uh, were kind of, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster ride. How are the numbers looking for this year, Coach? Uh, feeling pretty good. Um, you know, not not quite where we want to be, but uh, a, a fairly significant increase uh, than in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're sitting uh, about 73 in the entire program. 
Um, you know, we twenty one or twenty two seniors. Uh, we've we've got a big freshman class. Uh, kind of where we're hurting a little bit. We we only have about uh, uh, seven sophomores. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we're, we're we're top end heavy and and bottom end heavy. Got a lot of talent in there, and uh, I, I think you'll see those numbers change if we can uh, have some success on Friday night. Well, and let's talk about Friday night. First game of the season uh, will be at home against Hersher with three non-conference games to start off at home against Hersher week one, week two at Paris, week three at Jerseyville. Um, you know, I, I think, Coach, uh, this is a good test for this Charleston team really early, specifically that week three matchup against Jerseyville. You better believe it. Um, you know, uh, the opener's always going to be tough. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of unknowing. Uh, I don't know if they've made changes schematically. We're, we're just going to kind of go out and, and try to do our thing and not have self-inflicted wounds. Paris is a well-coached ball club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in my opinion, would be an excellent fit to get back into the Apollo. Um, and, and in Jersey, uh, you know, a lot of intangibles there quality program uh us handling the uh, the travel there that's a, a fairly good drive for us it absolutely is and then starting at week four you start uh conference play muhammad at home effingham at home uh probably seen as as two of the top three teams in the apollo at least entering the season what is the advantage of having both those games being at home well, certainly, it's uh, it's tough to win on the road uh, mm-hmm. in the Apollo, with it, without any doubt. Uh, it's nice to have that at home. Try to try to get the uh, the home crowd uh, give us a little momentum, a little energy. But uh, you know, those 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 games are going to be tough. Uh, you know, uh, and that's what we hope to do is to try to get Charleston back up there in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, annually with the Muhammad Seymours, the Effinghams, and the Mount Zions uh, to where we're uh, competing for that title. And, you know, after Effingham is, of course, it doesn't matter what your record is. I know from talking to people, you want to win the Coles County Clash. That is one that is circled every single year, September 29th, that Coles County Clash against Matt Toon. That is a, a game that is is a cornerstone win, even if, you know, the rest of the season doesn't go as well as you would hope. That is a game you, you, you want to come out and win. Yeah, it sure is. You know, uh, administration, the the teachers, faculty, mm-hmm. staff, uh, community wants to win that one. The kids do. Um, you know, it's important. It's important to put on a good show and to come out on top there. Um, you know, in terms of rivalry, I wouldn't necessarily say that's my big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the one I personally have circled on the calendar. But um, you know, it, you know that that's kind of one of those midway point. We've got to be playing well and and, and perform on a big stage and and uh, get those bragging rights for at least another year. Yeah, and you, you mentioned, you know, Midway Point got to be performing well because after that you got two tough road matchups, Mount Zion, we know how good they are, and Taylorville kind of been down recently, but, you know, always a, a tough drive going up to Taylorville. Absolutely, and uh, Coach Odom does a tremendous mm-hmm. job. He's been there a long time uh, in, in that program. Uh, you know, it's it's peaks and valleys at the high school level, and he's uh, been developing talent and uh, getting through the hard times, and, and they're certainly on the rise, and we, we have to be prepared for that matchup. And then rounding out the season at home against uh, Salem, a Salem team last year went two and seven, a non-conference opponent, but someone who uh, is going to be facing Mount Zion week three is Salem. So uh, someone who you know has uh, a little bit of a fringe to the Apollo Conference uh, to round out the season. 
Sure. You know, again, uh, another former uh, Apollo member. Uh, our kids will be up for that mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, we don't need to add any uh, fuel to fire there with uh, some history. Uh, we'll be ready for that ball game, and uh, it'll be a nice close to the season, and, and hopefully we're in a position to where uh, at that point in the year we're healthy and uh, we we have aspirations for postseason. And yeah, we'll be talking with you again as the season progresses, coach. And uh, you know, one one of the things I wanted to, to leave here on is some of the the players that um, you know if people are coming out to see Charleston football this Friday night or the whole season long. Who are some of the players uh, that that are going to be key players for your team, both offensively and defensively this season? Uh, you know, both sides of the ball uh, mm-hmm. are, are very important, but uh, guys like Brett Spore, uh, Jacob Bro, Chet Schrader, Langdon King, uh, Luke Bonstetter, uh, you know, we can we can roll into uh, our sophomore kicker that's very talented, Max Weber, uh, Aiden Archibald, uh, Malik Perry, um, you know, we have Ben Coffey, uh, Marcellus Bowling. We, we got a lot of returners. We mm-hmm. do, and, uh, uh, you know, we're excited about that. We just uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, kind of correcting bad habits and putting our system in. But there, there's a lot of kids that I'm excited to watch play, and I can already tell you right now, my biggest regret is going to be not being able to coach these kids more, these especially these senior class more than one year, because they're they're great kids and uh, uh, they're fun to be around. Absolutely, they are. And, uh, Coach, we will uh, reach out to you again kind of midway through the season, and we wish you the best of luck this season returning to Charleston football. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hopefully uh, good things are ahead there for Charleston. We appreciate him hopping on the uh, program. And uh, now we'll turn things over to uh, Shelbyville coach Bill Duckett as I uh, caught up with him as well. An exciting season last year for uh, Shelbyville. And we get into that as well as the uh, changes uh, for the future for the Central Illinois Conference as well. And uh, Coach Duckett is going to be uh, joining us all season long, weekly uh, chats with him. So uh, here is uh, Coach Duckett talking about week one of the new high school football season. Charvis Parks here joined by Shelbyville Coach Duckett. And it was a historic season for the Rams last season. And uh, there's going to be some changes in the uh, upcoming horizon in the conference at least. But uh, just wanted to start out by saying uh, thanks for coming on again this year. And thanks for joining us. And uh, how's it going today, Coach? Uh, Going well. Thanks for having me. I definitely enjoy uh, speaking with you. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. And uh, last year uh, was a great season for uh, Shelbyville. You had one of the best seasons in uh, school history. Uh, but first, before we look forward to the new season, uh, let's look back at how uh, the uh, last year uh, was for Shelbyville. It really was a great season uh, for you guys. I know it was kind of uh, over before you wanted it to, getting upset there in the first round. But uh, overall, it was, uh, it was a great season last year for uh, the Shelbyville Rams. Yeah, regular season you know, went really well. We started off seven and zero, which was a great run. Had a, a lot of success early on. Played pretty well against St. Teresa there, uh, week eight. And um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we felt good going out. Obviously, we, we ended up losing that game, but we competed well against what would have been the state champs and um, won our last game against Central and And then, like you mentioned, the, you know that playoff game just. It didn't go the way we wanted. Uh, you know, we got down 34 to nothing, and any time that happens, yeah. you're not going to – it's hard to deal. We, we ended up taking the lead 38-34 or 34-31, whatever it was there at one point, but uh, they, they scored at the end in the fourth quarter and uh, um, ended up, you know, 
taking us down. But, uh, you know, that, that's the way it goes. We just got to take that as a learning experience and hopefully um, build on it this year and never take any game for granted and um, get off faster starts in games. Right, yeah, I was just going to ask if that was kind of going to be used as a little bit of uh, motivation uh, coming into this season with uh, the guys that was on the team uh, last year. Are they going to use that uh, playoff loss as motivation? Yeah, I think especially from the standpoint of just, you know, um, you know, trying to have a faster start in games. And, you know, we were a little, I don't know what it was that first quarter against Belleville. If we were, you know, I say lazy, but just you know, we, we didn't play our best ball. And uh, I, I think you, you got to start out each game uh, with, with the pedal down and, and really um, try to jump on people early. So that may have been a game where if we could have, uh, you know, got a few scores at the beginning, it, it may have. Uh, obviously had a, a big impact, but and, you know never overlooking any opponent. I don't feel like we overlooked Belleville in any way, but yeah. you know, that, that kind of stays in your mind also when you're when we were the three seed and you know they're a thirteen seed. Yep. You know, it, it was a big upset um, from our standpoint. So mm-hmm. um, ho- hopefully we can. Um, take that uh and build on it yeah for sure and uh offensively uh you're already uh, one step ahead at least uh, having your uh, quarterback back uh brody bame is uh, back for his uh, senior season and that always kind of helps when you have your quarterback back under center yeah you know he's uh he's a great player and you know he's he's experienced there a great leader um on and off the field so definitely gonna help having him back and he was an all-state honorable mention guy last year so definitely definitely really talented and also return all of our linemen so that definitely helps your quarterback as well when you have uh, your entire offensive line back right yeah definitely uh how's the skill positions looking like i know uh, you lost uh, one of your uh, big receivers uh ty bratchville he uh, graduated uh but how does the rest of the offense look yeah we, we got some guys and some uh some younger guys that had to step in because we had uh, seniors at all those other skill spots besides mm-hmm. quarterback last year, and uh, you know those guys were pretty talented JV kids for us. They we feel like they could have been uh, guys that could have made varsity contributions last year uh, had we not had such a talented group of uh, senior receivers running backs. So um, they're, they're ready to step into that. They have worked hard through the summer, just getting timing down with Brody and um, you know, getting prepared. I mean, they. They're, they're guys that played a lot of special teams for us last year, uh, so they, they've they, they got in a lot of games late in the game also because we had you know quite a few games where we were winning big and you know second half we were able to get them sure. some varsity reps. So they're not completely new to the varsity game, but um, we'll see how it goes. They're they're excited and uh, pretty good group. And uh, last year the offense kind of. Uh, put up the numbers and kind of got all, all the talk, but I thought that one thing that was uh, kind of underrated about the team and was overlooked was the defense. Uh, all eight of your wins, you didn't let up more than 14 points, and the only games that uh, they did let up a lot of points was obviously St. T, and uh, they were eventual state champs in uh, the playoff game, uh, but I thought the defense was really great for you guys last year. Uh, how, yeah. is that, how is that side of the ball looking this year? Yeah, defensively, we returned six starters on defense, so we got you know about half half that group back. Um, a few guys that were rotators on defense that didn't necessarily start, but kind of were in that rotation. Mm-hmm. So you know, we, we feel um, we've got our, both middle linebackers back from last year. Uh, Brody Hancock was first team All Conference guy. He's kind of the leader of our defense. So uh, you know, led the team in tackles last year. 
uh, defensive end Caden Chastain, who was a second-team all-conference guy's back. Um, Brody Bain was first-team all-conference uh, free safety. So mm-hmm. we've got several guys coming back that were, uh, you know, really talented for us. And we've got uh, a lot of young guys, you know, from that JV group that are stepping up that maybe could have played last year, but we just, we just had some talented guys there. And so we're hoping to, to, to do about like we did last year. You know, if we can, we, if we can hold people under 14 points uh, most games, I'm going to feel pretty comfortable. Yeah, I think that would be – That would be all right. Uh, yeah, I think you'll take that all day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, as we uh, prep here uh, for uh, week one, you're kind of getting uh, thrown a little wrench in with the uh, weather and the heat and, yeah. and everything and trying to uh, balance yeah. that. So uh, as you try to prep for a new season and uh, prep for a newer, newer opponent, you got to deal with uh, the heat and everything that ha- that brings this week. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting, I think, for everybody. You know, I mean, we knew it was going to be. I, I, I kind of told the kids two weeks ago we're getting spoiled here with this nice 70 yeah. degree 50 degree mornings you know and i said you just wait that first week's gonna be hot and of course here and maybe i jinxed it forever but here it comes <laughs> and it's you know yeah, it's gonna be a rough week practicing wise i know a lot of people are gonna either have to go mornings or late at night or be inside i mean it's not yep. ideal but it is what it is i mean with this heat you don't want guys you know getting uh, heat-related issues out, out there. And uh, mm-hmm. you also got to get prepared, though, because Friday night's going to be hot. Or w- whether you have to play that game Saturday, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it'll be an interesting, you know, still hot either way, Friday sure. or Saturday. So uh, just got to get prepared. And like you said, it's a new opponent. And um, you, you don't know. You know, we hope to be pretty good this year. But you really don't know until you get out there against another team and yep. um, see how guys are going to respond, see if that work they put in uh, pays off because every team's – Every team's 0 0 and undefeated at this point, so we'll see how it goes. And uh, speaking of uh, week one, uh, you go on to the road and you take on the uh, Newton Eagles. Uh, what are you prepping for and uh, what are you looking for uh, out of Newton? Yeah, they're a traditionally really successful school. I mean, they've, uh, I, I look back and the, the times I remember back looking at Newton, they were a team going to. 3A, 4A, deep in the playoffs, state championship game. I think they got runner-up once. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, they've, they've had a lot of success and been in the playoffs quite a few times. Last year, they were a little down, but I know they had quite a few injuries. That uh, The guys that, that were uh, big contributors for them, they're, they're big. Um, they're, they're a successful program, well-coached program. So, you know, we're uh, you know, we're going to have to go into it, and uh, I'm sure we'll have all we can handle on Friday night because – uh, they're ready to be in a home opener form to, to get back on track. Yeah, for sure. And uh, also, uh, as a conference, like I mentioned, uh, the future is kind of going to be uh, changing here very soon. Uh, you, of course, this season, you're down to six teams in the Central Illinois Conference with uh, St. T mm-hmm. uh, gone and uh, Sullivan uh, left to the LPC. So this is kind of the last year of the CIC uh, as we know it, as you're going to merge with the uh, Heart of Illinois Conference for uh, football. So uh, that's also yeah. going to be a, a little uh, motivation to uh, close out the CIC uh, strong as well. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a different uh, season for sure. I mean, um, you know, a lot of a lot of teams we, you know, haven't played before because we have four open dates. So we had Newton and Nashville, Eureka, and a team out of St. Louis. And so, you know, that's – I like playing new opponents, ones that you haven't played. I think that's a, a fun, exciting thing to do. You know, it makes it kind of like a playoff atmosphere every game because somewhere you haven't been and haven't played. So that'll be exciting from it. But, yeah, it'll definitely be different. Um, and then, you know, 
this may be the last year for us playing all those other teams. You know, Tuscola, A&M, Meridian, Warrensburg are all going to be on the small side of the HOIC. So Clinton's the only team that we'll keep that we have traditionally played. So it's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a, a big, big change. Kind of the last year of what we've been used to for um, the recent, you know, 20 years past. Right, yeah, and uh, like you were mentioning there with uh, putting some newer teams on the schedule, a lot of uh, CIC teams are kind of dipping their toes in the water already with putting the Heart of Illinois yeah. teams on there, like you mentioned, Eureka, and uh, you also got a team from Missouri, like you mentioned, but uh, those games are going to be on uh, Saturday, so uh, you got back-to-back Saturday games coming up with, with those two. Yeah, actually, the Eureka one next week got switched to a Friday. Oh, it that did it? just just happened this uh, in the last two days. Uh, okay. So, uh, but we will have the one uh, St. Louis School is going to be on a Saturday, but the other one will be a Friday. Oh well, okay. Well, then then the <laughs> next week won't be uh, too different. I, I would say yeah. uh, Saturday game yeah. this early in the season was kind of uh, uh, weird. It can be hot. Yeah. yeah, and it's a little earlier. It's a five o'clock game, but that's I think there those. Uh, Missouri schools, a lot of them play on Saturdays anyway, so they'll be used to it. We may not be. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, what are uh, some of the goals for uh, Shelbyville and uh, kind of the themes uh, that you're trying to repeat the success uh, of last year overall? Uh, I think it's you know, a lot of success we did have last year, but you know, we, we've got to start games quicker. We've got to have a better first quarter. Um, you know, that's uh, you know, to be shown from the end of the year, we've, we've just got to have a little bit more, I don't know if it's like tiller in from the whistle instead of having to, you know, feel our opponent out. And uh, we need to make sure we played our level and not, you know, played at another team's level because you know, we have high expectations and uh, we got a good senior group and uh, a lot of juniors that are, have got experience, but we need to be, uh, um, you know, living up to what we hope is, uh, you know, a good, really good, talented group. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and hopefully it's a good season uh, for the Rams, and uh, good luck, Coach, uh, on week one, and uh, I'll let you go, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next week, and uh, looking forward to talking to you throughout the season again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we appreciate those hopping, those two hopping on the uh, program, and we'll have more conversations with uh, coaches coming up later on uh, this week as we uh, continue on to uh, kickoff of the uh, first Friday Night Light football games coming up on a Friday night. So make sure you're sticking tuned to the podcast for more interviews with coaches and stick around for tomorrow's preview of the Lincoln Prairie Conference as that's where the Cumberland Pirates are at as well. And also a schedule of note that the Cardinals are going to be on at 1040 on Wednesday. So that means no terrestrial show on uh, Wednesday uh, because they're playing the uh, Pirates in the afternoon and they're going to be kicking us off uh, there. So we won't have a terrestrial show on Wednesday, but we still do uh, plan on having a podcast, of course, and uh, we'll be uh, previewing the Apollo that day as well. Of course, that's the home of the FM Hearts as well. So uh, make sure you're sticking around the rest of the week and we'll be hitting hard on week one as well on Thursday and a Friday. Uh, rest assured for that. But before we heard from uh, those two uh, coaches, uh, I was talking about a NASCAR and uh, let's uh, quickly recap NASCAR. Pick'em 
here as we have them uh, this week. And, well, uh, Eric said it in the pre-show meeting uh, this morning that it was a pretty pitiful way to uh, win. But Eric took the win in a NASCAR pick uh, this week with only one race left to go before the uh, playoffs. And uh, uh, he picked, of course, Chase Elliott, who had a very good success in the old car, uh, but has yet to find that success on road courses, particularly Watkins Glen with the next-gen car. But uh, Chase Elliott, he did pick him, and he uh, did run out of fuel there uh, and ended up finishing in 32nd place. Uh, I think it was a little miscommunication on the uh, radio. Uh, they thought they could make it around one more time uh, before he ran out of gas, uh, but uh, just a little miscommunication or miscalculation on uh, uh, Chase's team's part but uh eric did get the win there because i picked chase of briscoe and uh, he got knocked out and uh, it was a tough day uh, for him as the two chases i didn't even realize that until uh, eric mentioned it uh earlier uh off air but uh chase elliott got the win and eric got the win as well and uh, so uh eric has quite the lead going into um the uh playoffs or one race to go before the playoffs eric now has 16 points i have a 12 points uh there and he is clearly uh smoking me in average finish department as well so uh again the picks reset as uh, the playoffs get started underway in a couple weeks in darlington but uh, everyone loves the Daytona, and it should be fun. And the uh, playoffs, well, as I mentioned, you know, uh, only one spot is uh, up for grabs there for the uh, playoffs uh, because of how uh, things are shaked out uh, there. And William Byron did win again. So uh, the best-case scenario for uh, Brad Keselowski and uh, Kevin Harvick, they didn't have great days at Watkins Glen, but, hey, all they needed was a repeat winner, and that's exactly what happened as uh, William Byron won for the fifth time. And uh, now uh, he's got to be one of the biggest favorites to uh, win the whole thing with five wins this season. It was his first win of his career at a uh, track that was very successful for uh, Jeff Gordon, as I saw him up on the box celebrating uh, the uh, dub yesterday. And uh, he had success uh, at Watkins Glen in the 24 car, but uh, William Byron uh, got it done in a, another race that was pretty uh, cautionless. And so a lot of green flag racing uh, there. So uh, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, they are in with that win by William Byron. So one spot remains for the playoffs for NASCAR, that's a Bubba Wallace, as if there is a repeat winner, and as long as he just has a solid outing uh, this week in Daytona, Bubba is in. He currently has a 32-point cushion on Ty Gibbs and a 43-point cushion on Daniel Suarez uh, there. Wallace would clinch the playoff spot with 24 points, uh, 13th if no stage points, no matter what anyone else does at Daytona. Gibbs needs to gain 32 points. That's a lot of points there. And obviously, he would need his first career win as well would uh, clinch a, a spot in the playoffs and knock Bubba right out of it. And even if anyone has a uh, win, if we have a new winner, 
Bubba's done. Bubba is out. So uh, he just needs to basically not finish in the back of the pack and uh, not get caught up in the big one. And he should be fine uh, there from that perspective. And he's cheering for a repeat winner. Uh, as well, hey, William Byron go out and win another one, or maybe Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Chris Busher has had back-to-back uh, -back success. Uh, Joey Logano uh, maybe needs another win. Uh, Christian Bell, anyone, Ross Chastain, anyone to uh, get a win for Bubba's uh, perspective uh, there. Just anyone, not uh, Ty Gibbs or Daniel Suarez and uh, others. Uh, Chase Elliott is in danger of not making it either with, uh, yeah, he won Eric Pickham, but he had a terrible day of uh, finishing in 32nd and running out of fuel with about 36 laps uh, to go. And so that pretty much ended any shot that he had of uh, officially clinching his spot. So he needs a win. He's got a win in his career at Talladega, but he's never got a win at Daytona. He's had a pair of second-place finishes throughout his career, and he, of course, missed the 500 at the beginning of the year uh, with that injury that he suffered in the offseason, that snowboard accident, and uh, he also missed another uh, race due to a suspension. Um, so uh, Chase, if uh, he wants to make the playoffs, he's going to need to uh, pick up a, a dub uh, there. Uh, Ty Gibbs, he needs a, a win, and he finished... Uh, Last last uh, last year, he subbed for Kurt Busch when uh, Kurt was uh, um, injured, and he finished 13th at the at the uh, uh, second Daytona race, and he finished 25th in the Daytona 500 uh, this year, um, and he would need his first career win to clinch it. Uh, it's been an up and down year for Daniel Suarez. Uh, he has a lot of inconsistent finishes. Uh, his best finish at Daytona was seventh in uh, this year's 500. So I guess he does have a little bit of momentum of having a good uh, day at Daytona. But like we've said on the show, anything can happen at Daytona. Anybody can get caught up in the big one if it happens at an unlucky time. So uh, this is what you want. You want some drama for the uh, final race of the season or the final race of the regular season uh, before the playoffs start in Darlington in a couple weeks. And then uh, it's a march to the uh, title there as the um, season will come to a close in Phoenix, I believe, there. So one spot remaining, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Bubba Wallace clinching it? Is it going to be Ty Gibbs? Is it going to be Daniel Suarez? Or can Chase Elliott get a win or any of the other drivers that are looking for a win? But, uh, again, Bubba cheering for another uh, driver to get a another dub. And uh, everybody else is the uh, only way they can get in now besides Bubba. Bubba doesn't have to win. Uh, he just has to make sure uh, that no new winner is crowned at Daytona. Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, to be exact, is the um, is the race coming up? When is that on Sunday? Is that the Sunday night race? Uh, there, I was trying to get a, a schedule. Ah, there we go. It's going to be on a Saturday. A Saturday at uh, six o'clock, five o'clock. I know it's definitely a night race uh, there for uh, Daytona. So, uh, playoffs going to get decided on Saturday. So uh, 7 o'clock is the uh, start time 
know if that's Eastern Standard Time. So six o'clock I was right uh, there for the uh, Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. So uh, playoffs gonna be uh, decided on Saturday. All right, so uh, that's going to do it here for uh, the uh, podcast. That's it, and that's all. Again, stay tuned all week long. We're going to have coaches on the uh, podcast talking about their week one matchups and previewing their seasons, and we'll march towards the first Friday night football game this Friday. Uh, Stay cool out there. Stay hydrated if you're going to be outside, and if you're practicing outside as well, make sure you – Stay cool and stay uh, hydrated uh, there. It's going to be a hot one the rest of the week, and it's going to be hot on Friday night as well. So uh, stay tuned to the website for any sports cancellations, and we'll have that posted there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Until tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.